0: Next, I want to touch on a very sensitive topic for some women, uh, breasts and the sexualization of of women and particularly of the breasts. And this is because um, I'm fascinated by a a topic or a theme or a subject that's been picked up uh, this year by Indian artist Indu Hari Kumar, who says, while men are generally obsessed with breasts, Women are generally obsessed with their own breasts. And she was having a conversation with some women and and breasts came into the conversation and she decided to, to kind of, you know, demystify breasts and empower women with their own perception of what their breasts look like, which is generally informed by what they think men think when they when they look at breasts so she says for example when she was a teenager um, she was quite flat-chested and so she was always worried you know what's going to happen to her is she ever going to find love because get this no guy is going to, you know, want to be with her if she's going to be flat chested because amongst her and her girlfriends, they had conversations about how, you know, if you had boobs, your chance of getting a, a husband was going to be, you know, that much better because teenage boys were very interested in girls with well formed boobs. Quote. Uh, the flat-chested like us used to think we'd never find someone to love us. And she says only now in her mid-30s does she not really care what other people think of her boobs or what men think of her boobs. Um, So, you know, the fact that in – because India also is a very conservative society. So I I don't know if you're aware, but um, the Indians normally wear – In India, I don't want to generalize. They, their dress is, uh, usually they have, um, they're covered and they have a scarf which covers really the boobs. So, you you know, you draw attention away from the boobs. So it's interesting that in that societal context, context, she chose to do this discussion because obviously, uh, women talk about this to each other. So, it is a thing. So I decided I'm going to reach out to an artist here who deals with issues of sexuality, the male gaze, and especially in South Africa, we have a lot of problems with uh, sexual violence. You are well known for... Your depictions of, um, female sexuality and also the whole, um, can I call it mythology and mentality around how women are depicted, how men view women, how women yeah. then view themselves within that lens. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So as a young artist and a young woman, I wanted to talk to you about the fact that um, I came across this article with this uh, Indian artist who is doing portraits of women's breasts because of the whole, um, I want to say, obsession with breasts because, (laughs) I mean, I I think that's the best way to describe it. And the fact that Mm -hmm. a lot of them look at their breasts in a certain light because of how men look at their breasts. And I wanted to ask you, first of all, did that kind of influence what you do on a personal level, you
1: know? um, No, not at all. Okay. Um, I think um, one of the funniest things about women being viewed in art and the male gaze and how we see ourselves through art um, was established at the very beginning. When, if you go to Europe and you'll see there's just naked women everywhere, nudes everywhere. Um, But at that time, women weren't allowed to depict anyone naked because they were seen to be, oh, we're going to get hysterical if we see any genitals. And I think that in itself set us up um, to be consumed and never to be the ones um, controlling how we are consumed or with which agency we are consumed. And so I think it's very um, important um, to see how it's almost like a trend now to kind of do these works that are disembodied genitals or disembodied um elements of um, a sexual nature because it's easier for us to see it in that way than to see it um, attached to a human being. And I think when I first started doing my things um, like my pussy prints and painting penises and things, it was mostly to shock people. And I think that shock value still to this day is so relevant. And that's why the female body forever will be a source of um, artistic inspiration Um because of its shock value in the eyes of others. But I think with us now doing things like twerking and putting up booty pics and taking our agency back in terms of how we are viewed by the world, we're changing that narrative.
0: So when it comes to the the artist doing the breasts, she says what motivated her is when she spoke to a lot of women, some of them actually said, but we ourselves... Have an idea of what our breasts should look like, so yeah. so you know a lot of the times the perspective is not external; it's internal. It may be externally driven yeah. to a large extent, but it's because we it's,
1: use the external shock to invite people to actually engage about other things, which is funny to me because the whole breast thing—it's kind of boring, almost as boring as just doing the pussy prints to me is now, um, but. Using those external things to trigger people to talk about their internal workings is a um, is a technique that I've in, uh, like I've used before, and I'm sure that that artist is using it too. It's just funny that when you put something with shock value, whether it's breasts, whether it's genitals, you put it out there, and then that makes people firstly shock, but then they also afterwards think about how they feel about their own breasts, how they feel about their own genitals or sexuality. And so yes, I think it is a bit of a catalyst. Um, To also probe people's internal workings, about how they feel about sexuality especially.
0: Did you set out to do that, or did that come about afterwards?
1: No, I've always loved shock value. I think I was born with it. I think I've always wanted to do some form of teaching, but not be a teacher, because I grew up watching my mother be underpaid and overworked. And I think I always understood that it's quite a gloryless kind of job in South Africa to be a teacher. So I think I've always wanted to teach, but in an alternative mm-hmm. kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started doing this thing of um, using genitals and, and using sex to probe people and to ask them questions, I did it in quite a, a teacherish way where I would um, do little quizzes and, and get people's um, reactions from that. And so I think I definitely have always wanted to do this, but it's slowly taken shape in how I've coaxed people out.
0: So what for you would be the next step? Because you're saying uh, that a very a serious part of what you do is mm. to, to teach people and to get them to reflect.
1: Yeah. Um, I think my next step, um, I've kind of, I will always talk about sex because sex sells and it's something we'll do till the end of time. It's probably the last thing we'll do if we know we have 10 minutes left of our lives. And so, my next step is to do a solo show in which I talk more about trauma because that's the sexual... Unfortunately, that's the sexual edge that South Africa um, is best at, which is sexual trauma. Um, so I'm having a massive exhibition in Circle Gallery in Johannesburg um, for the month of June, which is Youth Month, and I really just want to engage children, um, school groups, university groups, foundations, and anyone who really wants to come and see it. Um, about sexual trauma, about sexual identity, and also just being a young person in South Africa in 2019, and what that means.
0: So, when you say you want to engage with with young people, with children,
1: mm. so that's you... the only place where anything can make a change. <laughs>
0: no, no, for sure, because you have to start. Yeah. You have to build from the ground up.
1: So, you know, yeah, because 65, isn't it something like 65 percent of the people in this country is under the age of 25? I yet everyone in leadership is like 200 years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm chuckling because I saw I was watching something on Twitter about um, how come in Parliament people can be over sixty, but everywhere yeah. else you have to retire. So I think actually- I went to
1: I went to the big debate about a yeah. week and a half ago, and we were discussing um, exactly what we're discussing now: the male gaze ads, like how we're using young, fit, beautiful women to be in our ad campaigns for political parties. And then we were also talking about sexual violence. And the most hysterical thing was that every political party sent a man to represent themselves. At so these I think, conversations? I feel, yeah, so I feel quite hopeless. Everyone was also super old and they wouldn't allow any of the children to speak who had their hands up. And so I think I'm feeling quite, um, one lady in the audience said, the future of politics is maybe not politicians. And so I think, again, in that way, the future of getting to grips with this uh that we're facing in South Africa in terms of sexual violence and trauma is definitely the future is not Parliament or the government. they're not going to help you.
0: Okay, so just think
1: it's in the hands of the artists definitely. So,
0: so just a quick question you you're focusing mm-hmm. on with your exhibition on, on the youth and children. Have you yeah. did you engage with any um, experts on advocacy and education on how best to engage with that age group of audience?
1: Mm, yeah, definitely many. My sister runs an NGO called Fem, um, which is mostly about reproductive health and um, sexual uh, trauma and, and social justice. And then I've been talking to Jay Truman, who works in government um, with early childhood development. And I'm also going to be um, working with the Antetelelo Foundation, um, which is a group of women that work in Alexandra and Gauteng. So there's quite a few schools and people that are coming through. And I'm also leading Cedar, Cedar High, Cedar High in Mitchell's Plain. Right. The matrix of this year, I haven't asked anyone to write about my work in terms of art critics. So I've asked the matrix of that year um, to write about my work. Okay. So they'll get all the content right. and they'll... Yeah, those life right reviews. Those
0: okay, because my next question is: Is you are you planning for this exhibition to travel? Because especially when you say it's for young people and children, I mean that is so important. They are the voiceless. Because yes. as you even just explained now, people sent to talk about the issue are very old. Um, not mm. that they shouldn't have a voice. Uh, some, people yeah. no, 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 sure. people some people would call me very old, <laughs> but the point is <laughs> that the young people do call me very old. But the point is that the the people who are most affected by this are yeah. very very young and are in a are very vulnerable. Are, yeah. Have no protection, have no voice, don't even know who to go to. You know to to report yeah. it. So I'm thinking, you know, what what you're doing should be countrywide, so that should be seen. Yeah. And, and I'm
1: hoping my, this gallery that I'm with, which is Everard Reed, will be giving me the opportunity to at least bring it to Cape Town because they also have a branch in Cape Town. So I'll definitely, um, definitely bring it there and make some kind of effort to share it. And also, um, I wasn't saying that to cut out old, older people or mature people. I just meant that if you're older, and mature, then rather use your power and influence yeah. to facilitate and, yes. young people yeah. to be able to have a voice. Yes, and Don't be aware that they
0: can then they can speak for yeah. themselves if you let them. Yeah, exactly. If you let them, because exactly. I think part of the problem is we have a culture for children to be seen and not heard.
1: Exactly, you and know. that and that plays into how easy it is exactly for, to for predators. Up
0: Yep. Yeah. yep, it's so much easier for parents. I predators. grew up in a house
1: where my mother said, I, knew, I know nothing would ever have happened to you guys because you would never stop talking about it ever. We were the loudest, most brash, upsetting children ever. Well, that's great because, we because so she obviously
0: wild. encouraged you guys. She nurtured speaking out, talking about your feelings, talking about things that happened to you that upset you you know yeah. and um i think that's really also another thing that we should be having a discourse about through our society on a variety of levels is mm. how we allow kids to feel safe because kids will talk and act out to the extent that they are allowed to negatively and positively yeah. You know, so, and, and that's, that's kind of the, the starting point. So, um, I, I hope to hear back from you, um, closer to the exhibition to hear that, you know, how it's going and that it's going to be expanded and travel. And, um, I, I wish you all the best. Thank you for taking the time to come and chat to us. Thank you so much. All right. Then Bye. bye bye.